What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up to date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Realms, the 5e TNT podcast where we discuss all you need to know about world building, from gods and demons to mountains and molehills. I'm Nathan, the dungeon master and creator of Riftwake. I'm Josh, your co-host and fellow dungeon master, world builder, and fantasy enjoyer, and genre definer. Today, we'll be talking about... What will we be talking about today for genres? Josh. Well, we're going to be talking about the fantasy genre. Ooh, fan- <laughs> Which they'll fancy. be able to tell when they're looking at the title of this podcast, and it says Whoa. Genre Definers colon fantasy. Oh, that's how we're naming it? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh. We could name it a flight of fancy. We could name it So You Want to Hear About Fantasy, You Punk Bitch. I Your dare you. I bitch. double dog dare you to click on this podcast link. You fucking, cuck. <laughs> fucking click on it. You know you're winning. <laughs> What a long title. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Josh, so, what is fantasy? Is it something you have? It's, it's, I have a flight of fantasy every once in a while that I'm oh. going to be a professional podcaster. And then the, the realism comes crashing in again. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, <laughs> fantasy is a hugely broad genre. There are so many things that can be linked to fantasy, um, and we're just going to be kind of talking about uh, kind of like the hallmarks of fantasy, like the different subgenres that you might find in fantasy and what you can expect to see in these subgenres and how you can tie these genres and subgenres to your campaign to give it a specific type of feel and how your players might interact with that feel so what's a key thing about fantasy magic magic the thing is is that that's not even the case because there are a lot of no magic fantasies all right right i think the only thing that requires for something to be a fantasy is for it to be fantastical okay what is fantastical what the fuck is fantastical josh so i'd say fantastical is anything that like upends quote-unquote the normal right yeah but like doesn't have a basis in science basically but it's different yeah it's like it's sci-fi but for here (laughs) kind of 
Like, because you have non-magical fantasy, you have modern fantasy, you have, you know, urban fantasies, you have, there's so many sub-genres of fantasies that may have magic, may not have magic. Um, And you can tie those types of fantasies to their settings. And I think this is kind of like, it's one of the first topics we have here that you can choose high versus low fantasy. Um, Yeah, exactly. Hi! fantasy <laughs> is you're kind of like it, it kind of high and low fantasy is are you are you gonna go lord of the rings or are you gonna go like something um, else <laughs> well i was gonna say george r. r martins but he he gets high fantasy it's just it's a slow burn it's like are you gonna go that or are you gonna go medieval on their ass right like how how much magic, how much whimsy kind of like do you want to be included in the campaign or in the book or in your story, whatever it is that you're doing? And how do you want that magic to be a part of the life and breadth of this world? I'd say that that's one of the first determinations you have to make whenever you're putting together a fantasy genre is all right. Well, how much magic is here? Yeah, like is, get, are there elves on every every other goddamn street corner, or is it like it's mostly humans? It's mostly medieval. It's mostly blah blah blah, and you don't get a lot of magic. You don't get a lot of the wildings kind of thing. Yeah, I guess like that. That's really what differentiates like high and low fantasy is mainly the magical the presence aspect. and aspect of of magic and. Yeah magical creatures i'd yeah, say the, is kind of where you get that, there that's definitely the case like this what, 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 like there's a difference um in the kind of things you can expect from each because magic does bring a lot to the equation but a lack of magic gives you a different set of challenges yes having a a low magic or even no magic fantasy styling um brings about an entire different feel for, you know, players and characters. And so whenever you have a a low fantasy setting, you're going to have different consequences for actions. Um, Things are going to be a bit more grounded in reality, as it were, Um, you know. You the answer to every question can't be well. It happened because a wizard did it, <laughs> right? You have to have like some basis for it. You gotta have you got you kind of have to go into it knowing that um, there are going to be challenges, very very specific challenges that need to be addressed as you're putting together the low fantasy setting. Um, and I'd say the same thing is true for the high fantasy setting. If magic right. is everywhere, then you kind of have to be like, okay, so what's the limiting factor here on magic? Is is magic all over the place? Is it kind of hard to come by? High-level magicians, how do they get where they are? Um, but I'd say a hallmark of your high fantasy is exactly that, is fantastical environments. Uh, your Feywilds, your uh, elven ruins, your magician's giant castle that they have overhanging the side of a cliff that's impossibly geometrically um so high fantasy you kind of have a little bit more chance to go wild with it 
And generally that comes out in play as well. Yeah, I think like the the main thing is high fantasy is very prone to having so much magic that it's very difficult to balance it and, and manage all the different like small or big elements that you have in play. Uh, <laughs> just remembering all the weird and wacky shit you can do. Um, <laughs> then low fantasy is of a different, more gritty challenge where it becomes like, okay, now there's no magic, but you still have these fuck off monsters um, and have right. to deal with them. And I, I think like each has their own like appeal, right? High mm-hmm. fantasy is you leaning really leaning into the magical aspect of fantasy. Low fantasy is just like, oh, what if medieval but monsters? Yeah. What if the dragons they talked about in medieval history were real? <laughs> or what if the, like, oh, the minotaur of Greek people were real? No, can can you imagine? It's like you, you want to fight a dragon, but you don't have magic, and you just like, okay, so my arrows, I'm shrieking at the, the thing. They don't pierce it. My hammer is doing not a lot right now, boys. Everyone, everyone that fights the dragon is being gobbled up instantly. My good friend Joe, um, very tragic. Poked him with a like a sword. It was like a toothpick, man. Like a fucking toothpick. Just you know, he used his bones as a toothpick, but you like what the fuck? It's like. It becomes like it cha- really changes how a setting really feels, like just with that small thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that, like, the amount of magic that you have in your system is something incredibly important inside of your core concept if you're going to be doing a fantasy. Um, choosing to have a low or high or medium amount of magic in your campaign uh, introduces a lot of fun questions to help with the world building. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of a little fun to answer. It's like a little uh, great little introduction to your world building of, of what kind of world you're wanting to create. So, Josh. Yes, sir. Why see next on the list is Grimdark. What's what's grim and dark about Grimdark? Oh, well, grim and dark is very dark and grim. First of all, I see. OK, that's uh, very in, like on okay. to the next one. <laughs> OK, moving on. <laughs> So a lot of the hallmarks of your grimdark fantasies um, generally has to do with like the state of the world that you find it in. A lot of the times it'll be in the midst of a very, very bad time for everyone involved who's part of the main cast. Um, oh, no. Warhammer likes to style itself as a grimdark fantasy. Isn't um, that where it comes from? Like grimdark? I think Grim uh, Grimdark existed before Warhammer, but Warhammer oh. really put brought it into light. <laughs> I see. And it's really like, yeah, there are monsters out there. The monsters can kill you. The monsters are terrible and you are <laughs> no, under no, 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 no. The monsters No, 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 wait, wait. The monsters can kill you and they will kill you. Um, <laughs> but they'll do worse things first. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of the aesthetic of Grimdark is that like you aren't in the happy-go-lucky high fantasy. You could be in like a shit. high magic setting, <laughs> but things are rough. And in it's that, that's something that like players can come across very, very quickly. Is like things are not easy. Things are hard to come by. Uh, travel is unsafe. 
Um, there are monsters in the world, and some of them live in the cities, and some of them don't. Just imagine the setting where you're like, okay, I'm gonna eat my rations. Your rations are rotten! <laughs> Tastes like <laughs> shit. You're, you know what the rotten ration is? That's what you got. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, okay, doesn't matter. I'm going to go to an inn, and then you go to the inn. Oh, they try and rob you of your cash, and, and they, you know, the... <laughs> You kill him, <laughs> and then and then his friends come over and try to kill you. It's like I'd say that's one thing about the grim dark fantasy is that <laughs> grim dark isn't only bad things are happening to you; it's it's also th- bad things are happening to everyone. Yeah. Um, I'd say you I'm, can be doing the bad things too. <laughs> uh, I'd say that like um, Curse of Strahd does a good job of establishing oh, yeah, a grim dark fantasy. Grimdark. Everything is just dreary and like the words that they use to describe things are always mist covered and moldy and it it it, grimdark (laughs) grimdark I'd say is like kind of the opposite of your fantastical, which we'll be talking about next. Um in that we just can't have nice things. So, so what about fantastical? What is fantastical fantasy? Isn't it so, like fantasy fantasy? <laughs> I'd say yeah, you're you're like fantastical, and I in, in parentheses we also included like fairy tales. Um, your fantastical and fairy tale fantasy are kind of more they're they're more upbeat than your grim dark. the The world that you're exploring is strange and magical and. Um, not necessarily not dangerous, right? Because a lot of fairy tales involve yeah, danger like, and stuff like that. But it's it's a bit more friendly. Like what I imagine, fantastical is like the Brothers Grimm, or um, like very very old traditional myths and stuff. That kind of mm-hmm. fantasy, where, where magic is kind of like all over the place. Yeah, magic's kind of all over the place. It's it's very unexplained shit happens because mm-hmm. because that is the way things are yeah because mm-hmm. like I, I feel like um in our modern age fantasy has become very reliant on rules, rules. and yeah mm-hmm. yeah because like here's the thing we we as a mo- like we like we have a very scientific mindset as a, a society and we're just like oh yeah everything must have an explanation this happens because of that cause and effect cause and effect but that's the thing is that fantasy in innately comes from a time and play like a time where it, like its base origins are in the place of just superstition and shit happening because that's just how it is you know mm-hmm. like it just happens and that's something that's really interesting about fan- like fantastical fantasy where you know you can walk into the deep forest and then um slowly you notice that the forest gets more foresty you know there's more trees <laughs> more dark foresty <laughs> and then you look around and you're like where am i and then you walk out of the forest and this, you, you realize 50 that you, years has passed yeah yes yeah, shit like that you know it's just like what what's going on why did that happen it's like it just I gotta happens say my favorite version of that has got to be um 
the guy who prayed for immortality and a mermaid was like, "Okay, you'll be immortal and you'll live with me forever. But don't open up this seashell because it has your immortality in it. And then he's like, I'm gonna. And he he does it and he's ages 2000 years instantly because that's how long he was there. Um, yeah but yeah your fantastical fairy tales are they're they're not necessarily always safer um but they come kind of from a time where stuff just happened and you need an explanation for why your child was super sick and you're like oh it's because of disease gnomes uh they came in they stole all of my flour and then they farted in my son's face and now he has the mumps like why is my my kid acting weird <laughs> oh it's been replaced by a changeling <laughs> it's not that the kid is autistic it's that it's been replaced it's not um, my and- child kill it kill it <laughs> destroy it um yeah fa- i i enjoy fantastical and fairy tale fantasy because um it's something that does not lend itself 100% well to uh gross over explaining um it's it's fantastical it's flight of fancy it's strange not everything has to be explained things are magical and things will just happen because they can because that the rules are very different from what you'd expect i I just like the idea of like you you go to a forest weird like the weird time shit happens you walk down a path in an alleyway and then you just get lost in this endless maze of alleys like alleyways Mm -hmm. and off branches you head into the sewers and realize that there's no way out you know that kind of idea of an un like almost unexplainable um almost horrific sense that i don't know what's going on um but something (laughs) magic is happening and i'd say that like fantastical and fairy tale has a very very huge overlap with like the scp foundation yeah Um, it's it's very modern fantasy yeah yeah like sometimes they'll lean into sci-fi sometimes they'll lean into horror but a lot of scps are like modern urban fantasy legends fairy tales and stuff like that that are like you're trying to apply the scientific method to the ununderstandable <laughs> yeah like I, I just it's it's so enjoyable like i love it oh yeah oh yeah it's a great one Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash i'm downloading the upside app now download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code car for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank account paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code car for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code car Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, and speaking of things that I love, uh, as someone who is deep, deep, deep into the D&D zone, um, the zone, the next genre that we have is fantasy is sword and sorcery. Which is so sword and sorcery is kind of like where D and D finds its bread and butter, like base D and D, right? Um, you are heroes, you are wizards, your characters are fighting against some evil or something like that, and you're the sword and sorcery. It's generally a medieval setting. Um, it is you against the world, kind of thing. Oh, the evil of the world. And it's like, so sword and sorcery does it does lend itself very well to both high and low magic settings, um, as long as combat is going to be involved. Right. <laughs> I think like sword and sorcery is like definitely there's something to be said about the fun adventurous aspect of it. Mm. Because it's very much a case where um very often like as like most D&D uh, settings go, it's like, okay, um, there's this issue. Now, what you're going to do is you, you, you hear, hear a sword, uh, hear a magic wand, um, you walk forward in the general direction of the enemy. And you solve the problem. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and then there's like, a, there's a, I know it's very basic and very simple uh, in, in that matter of like, just go out and fix things and things get fixed because you are the hero you can do shit it gets done i know it sounds very simplistic but that's the joy in it it's like you know it's, it's a very called fantasy for <laughs> yeah, a reason it's a good form of escapism <laughs> you know just like ah the things i do they change the world <laughs> they matter <laughs> um, um yeah and a lot of the like uh aesthetics of sword and sorcery apply to these other genres as well um this is kind of more one that we included specifically because it is so endemic to dungeons and dragons and other like fantasy role-playing games um where it, it really is it's about it's about drive it's about power we say hungry we devour oh, i'm sorry um, <laughs> <laughs> and so sword and sorcery's aesthetics are very very palatable to a lot of players and they're kind of easy to create things for it, it's much easier to solve a problem that is you hit it you you kill the evil congratulations evil is now dead as opposed Yay. to the, the evil was the institutional wrongdoings we made along the way. <laughs> and, and there's nothing you can do about it because the natural forces of society tend to result in these. And you're just like, oh, you're like, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> there's, there's nothing I can do. Even though I killed the guy, the next guy is probably going to be worse. The economy will come back to normal when you defeat the evil Economancer. <laughs> Economancer. You've never seen that? No, oh, man, that's amazing, though. It, it, okay, so if anyone who has not heard of uh, Ocho Octavian, the Eighth Knight of Eight, um, I think it's called... Uh, let me let me look it up. It's on it's on YouTube. And Econo Answer. 
Yes, and it is uh, Dungeon Dynamite. That's the name. So Dungeon Dynamite is a series um, that was put together by a really, really funny dude. Um, And in the first episode, they wreck the local economy by basically looting a gold dragon's horde. (laughs) And Ocho Octavian gives a really, really complicated solution about letting the local industries grow to match the new gold supply, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you just got to go go to the dungeon and kill the Economancer. <laughs> <laughs> it is all his fault. He has created the circumstances that and results that's... in the market forces changing the value of the currency. <laughs> and that's how you solve the problem is defeat the Economancer at the heart of the dungeon. That's amazing, honestly. Like, like you give form to unknown, like unaffectable things. <laughs> it's like the supply and demand. What's that? We just kill the econo- economancer, and you know, we can sell anything for how much we like. Inflation, uh, what's that? We can just always print more money. <laughs> just gotta kill the economancer. I, um, I, for those of America us did, who are yeah. on our Discord, uh, you can see the link to Dungeon Dynamite. In the show discussion spoilers, uh, eventually, if depending on when you hop into this, it might be a difficult find. You can always just ask. I I'll love this fucking show. <laughs> um, but yeah, sword and sorcery is is that. It's kind of where D and D meets the fantasy genre. Do you want to talk about our next genre that we have available? Ooh. Superhero, mm-hmm. like heroes, but super, but superhero. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I, I'd say that superhero kind of ties itself to modern fantasy. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of given very often that most of the Sup- superheroes yeah. are modern day superheroes, um, and sometimes there's also overlap with sci-fi, depending on the type of superhero that you have. Um, but I'd say that it kind of overlaps more with fantasy than it does with sci-fi. Um, your superheroes are great for your games like, um, oh, it's called like Hero Mutant, Heroes and Mutants, I think is the name yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, I think so. Mutants and Heroes. Um, and I mean, this introduces just the name superhero genre is such good shorthand for what you want out of your players and what your players are expecting out of you. Um, whenever you're putting together a superhero world, you're going to want your your people, your your players, your primary protagonists to be super and heroic. Um, of course, there's always the flip of that, which is the supervillain campaign. But we're talking about superheroes right now. Um, uh- there's so many tropes for the superhero subgenre. Yeah, like there are so many, and like, oh, like there's this this one that's really fun. Like every, like it's I don't know why you see it more in anime than anything, but there's the the guy who has no power, but his power is to remove other people's powers. <laughs> I gotta say, my favorite, one of my favorite superhero tropes is. Um, the new big bad absolutely wipes the floor with the old big bad and All makes right. it look easy. <laughs> it's like, uh, I think just superheroes, but like, I'd say that superhero movies do it the most 
where you're like, oh, you thought this guy was the main antagonist? Well, I blew him up, you idiot. (laughs) 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 Now I'm the big bad. And you're like, oh, shit, now he's the big bad. It's like, oh, the previous guy was scary, but this guy's scarier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I, if you're going to be telling a story that involves your your primary protagonist and your characters being superheroes, um, it's there's a, there's a lot of upfront things that you need to discuss with them. Uh, you kind of need to have an idea of how this superhero ness ties into your core concept. Um, it, it's something that's a bit more planned, I'd say, than these other sub fantasy genres. Like I would say, like the thing about superheroes is that this genre is very prone to having such a wide and vast array of very powerful things that mm-hmm. players and characters get to use. Because you're literally talking about people who can carry unthinkable amounts of weight uh basically bulletproof skin um you know insane speed the ability to fucking fly invisible jump turn turn x-ray vision pervert vision that's my new favorite that's my favorite i would love that superpower it's like it's like x-ray vision but better (laughs) i just want to have a regular vision can i please no, that's that's too normal. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can you imagine? It's like in this world where everyone can see through clothes, you no, are no. the only one with normal vision. <laughs> oh, sheesh. Did you like, see what? everyone being naked? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's such a non story. It's like, oh, I mean, I, I guess people are staring at me. Like, like they wouldn't be staring because it's so normal. It's just like mm, yeah. <laughs> I can see his his dick. Does that matter? No, not really. <laughs> I can see everyone's dick. <laughs> Does that matter? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Anyways, have you seen? <laughs> okay, so this is just going to become a Josh talks about stupid funny things. I guess okay. podcast for a second. Yeah, sure. There is a cutaway in a Family Guy scene mm-hmm. um, that is Clark Kent going to the um, the newspaper agency that he works for, and all of the women are around the water cooler crying. He asks what's wrong. They say that all of them have developed breast cancer. Because because it's like they have been bombarded with (laughs) x-rays. They have been bombarded with x-rays for for years. That is fucking amazing. (laughs) And you're like, that is dark. But but damn, if that is not also funny. (laughs) Like... That is just next level, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's a really good joke. And actually. Clark Kent's, of course, he's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh oh. <sighs> so, yeah, just you get like, a funny moments no. like that in your superhero. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. So, ta- talking about superheroes, it's normally set in like urban areas, but let's talk about different kind of urban fantasy. Oh shit, that cutaway. Or not uh-huh. cutaway, that transition. Yeah, so urban fantasy, what is it? So urban fantasy is generally, there's there's several things that it can be, but it's a lot of the time it's a place where a low magic setting and a high magic setting uh, 
collide. Touch tips. Yeah, touch tips. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, we're in modern New York, but also there are like there's a hidden world that only some of our players can see. That's all about magic and furies and uh, like your Percy furies. Jackson and the Olympians or your um, uh, I mean, your SCP Foundation. Those are like not necessarily classic urban fantasies, but exactly kind of the idea that you're looking for is where like this. This hidden world comes to light for our characters kind of situations like your Harry Potter. Harry Potter's a right, classic urban like, fantasy. There's, there's, there's actually a few different kinds of this because sometimes you have this like hidden underground magic society world people, but there's different levels of this even like it could be like really really small groups or it could be this massive like underlying society all across the world you can see this in like uh vampire the masquerade and you can see in harry potter but then you have like other stuff where it's like maybe it's just small enclaves of these um groups you know um or Your vampire be- the masquerade yeah and like you can you can also have uh what do you call that hidden world like hidden worlds but in the modern world uh think think um what do you call that percy jackson and the olympians yeah percy jackson in the olympians i don't know if narnia counts that's a bit (laughs) the thing with narnia is that narnia is its own fantasy it's it's more like it's isekai but you can get get back back. (laughs) yeah i I honestly yeah chronicles of narnia is the first isekai it's an isekai We did guy. What's your favorite isekai? Gotta be Chronicles of Narnia for me, my guy. I sure do love Chronicles of Narnia. It is my favorite isekai. <laughs> I'm putting that in no context, Nate. <laughs> so yeah, like there's yeah. certainly a lot of ground to cover when it comes to urban fantasy because this is. Let me just try and try and explain the main appeal of it. Okay, do you like dragons, monsters, all these cool shit? But now here's the thing. Do you want your mundane life to be suddenly shot away and then uh, be able to use all sorts of cool powers and uh, use magic? Did someone say a fundamental part of the hero's journey? The upending of the normal? Well... (laughs) Well... (laughs) Uh yeah, absolutely. Urban fantasy there's there's a lot of ground to like there's so many subgenres of urban fantasy. Yeah. Um but I'd say as far as like expectation, like setting expectations for the player as far as urban fantasy goes is how much fantasy and how much urban you want to put in there. No, because right? genuinely I've seen urban fantasy settings where they use a fictional world right where essentially there are fantasy cities outside but then there are a few like urban like proper modern cities using a magical tech and whatnot Mm -hmm. and uh, there's like elves and humans living side by side but then there's like these weird enclaves outside where they have like traditional fantasy cities mm-hmm. but then in the urban one you have like a elf cart that's really hot wait no um and then <laughs> the, the earth made the earth the uh elf made cafe is my favorite trope yes. of the urban fit <laughs> that is my favorite um please make it become real i want this 
but yeah, I mean, like I'd I'd say just like establish with your players, with your characters, um, the kind of fantasy you want in your urban lizard, fantasy. Lizard so many fantasy done. You, I mean, you've already lived that life. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And I think the last genre that we're going to talk about here is going to kind of lead into the next genre that we talk about on the episodes themselves. And this is how fantasy genre of Arcanotech, right? Arcanotech. It's, it's where magic and technology fuse. Um, I think, oh, what is it? You know, I, I, I just love the idea of um, using like, combining the two because this very option very often things where it's like ah you things you can't do with technology or things that have in, like have troubles in technology just imagine this you have a gun right now imagine if you had you could cast a spell that made it cool down reload and then like um the ammunition disappears out of nowhere you don't need to reload it it doesn't overheat um when you throw it, it comes back to your hand. <laughs> My favorite gun. It, it, help, it helps gun you. The gun of returning. <laughs> the gun of returning. Um, when, when you're not using it, it, it charges you your phone. Put it in a, you can put it in a pocket dimension. <laughs> you dun, know, dun, dun. concealed carry, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say Arcanotech is like its own genre of fantasy where... You Magic computers, to, let's go. You get to mesh sci-fi and fantasy in a fun way. Like, um, what's I'm, the I'm name of the setting that they have in Dragons and, and Dungeons and Dragons? It's the, uh, oh, I was, a friend of me bought the book for it. It's the one that introduces the Warforged. Eberron. Oh, Eberron. The Eberron. Yeah. Done. No, but I'm, I'm, what, what I'm thinking is like a, like a hard, uh, a carnotech where it's the time is modern day urban fantasy kind of thing because here's the thing is i don't think that there's something that's properly there like a modern fantasy with modern tech um, introduced actually you know want to know there is there is you want to know what it is yes please do tell it is shadow run oh right i've heard of it Shadowrun is a setting that has your kind of combines magic and sci-fi and being a criminal, uh, being a criminal <laughs> all together in one tidy little package. Um, there's not a lot, though, like a lot of Arcanotech no, fantasy the, the, involves the, like uh, natural disaster, like your mortal <laughs> engines. You know what I'm talking no, about? I, I, yeah, I think the reason why it is so is just because writing Arcano tech in the modern setting is actually really difficult to understand because what you have is first you need to be thinking okay how would technology evolve differently if it does evolve differently but if it doesn't evolve differently how would you apply the magic to the tech because then it creates a lot of very very difficult questions to answer and since it's such an out there idea um, that isn't ex as explored as most of these other like subgenres it means that you don't have that trope base to just pull on just because like mm -hmm. steam like f something like um a superhero genre just like oh that that's just how it works like you have 
the guy who can fly and shoot laser beams mm-hmm. out of his eyes. Um, in fantasy, oh, you have that dragon. He breathes fire, can fly. You know, there's a lot of flying and fiery things. It's you're weird. Big, um, it's you're big into fantasy about 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 flying. <laughs> it's yeah. your go to. <laughs> yeah, but the thing the thing is that it doesn't have that established trope base of other subgenres and genres, and that's possibly an opportunity for you to explore that and mm-hmm. come up with your own ideas in like untested uh, unexplored waters yeah and that's not to say that there is nothing that you can introduce to arcanotech that hasn't existed before um but it's really really a, a great setting for wanting to put together modern wizards um and stuff like that it's modern wizards are just nerds such a good job of like letting your characters and players really really shine as far as creating goes yeah hack mage like stuff like that it's just like i i speak to the machine spirit and i tell it so (laughs) i i hearken it with my binary incantation Okay, Warhammer 40k boy. Um, but like also I I feel like Mass Effect kind of leans into Arcanotech a little bit. They're more sci-fi than they are magic. Like they're more sci-fi than fantasy, way more. But you have things like biotic powers, which are literally superpowers. You cannot convince me otherwise. They're literally <laughs> science it up as much as you want. Talk about the science behind it as much as you want. Liar. You're you're a liar. It's all about the Arcanotech. Um, I, I love Arcanotech nonological settings. Um, and I, I feel like this is a good last one to end it on um, because it does such a good job of meshing together with our next week, next half weeks. I don't know. Next episode where Epi. we'll be talking more about science fiction and those tropes and um, what your players might be able to expect from them and how you can tie it to your core concept to kind of have an easier time world building. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rifts and Realms. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Here stars lowest a dollar, and even that much really helps us out, and supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, and even input on Rifts and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Reflect Podcast. Join our Discord every month. We have a hangout session where you can speak with the cast. The link is in the description below. And you can send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I can beat your fantasy. No. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not allowed. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.